I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. The guy over there is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. Like James Lee from Tallahassee, Florida. Thank you, James, for your support. Thank you, everyone who uh, joins Patreon and, and keeps our show going. Now, uh, Greg and I have so many <laughs> songs to talk about. We're never running out. That's the purpose of these bonus podcasts. We uh, pop a quarter in the Desert Island jukebox. We give you another tune and the backstory that we can't live without. A uh, little teaser, Greg? So many songs, Jim. Talk about that. You know, the artist I uh, am going to talk about uh, has over a thousand songs. Ah. So I'm going to choose one from what I consider his finest album, a catalog that is incredibly immense, spanning decades, hundreds of records, life-changing artist, I guarantee it. I'm going to distill his uh, discography to one song and one album that you need to hear. All right, we're going to find out who in a minute. We are back, and Greg, the best of a thousand songs. That's a big promise. Yes, indeed, Jim. But I think I can, uh, at least this is a starting point, right? It's, it's kind of like one of those discographies like, you know, Zappa or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, any artist, Miles Davis, who's, I was, you know, uh, had hundreds and hundreds of records. I was right? thinking of the Reverend, King. the Reverend Thomas A. Dorsey, the right. founder of Dor- gospel music. Well, there you go. There's proudly a, wrote a thousand songs. Another great uh, example. I want to talk about Sun Ra, though. Ah, you know, yeah. uh, give some love to Sun Ra. We, we've mentioned him numerous times in this show as an influence. Obviously, he's incredibly important to Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. which is a, influenced an entire subset of soul music. You know, artists like Janelle Monae, yeah. et cetera. Many jazz artists owe him a, a lot. The MC5 were yeah. huge disciples. Lee Scratch Perry yeah. was a disciple. Outcast, you name it. Sun Ra's influence expands well beyond jazz music. Well, uh, beyond he, music you know right. fashion sense yeah. and and lifestyle living communally down on the south side the word visionary gets tossed around once in a while but this guy truly was uh herman pool blunt born in 1914 in alabama came to chicago in the 40s mm. and was part of the jazz scene there uh, named himself after the Egyptian god of the sun, you yeah. know? Well, okay. because he was from Saturn. Like, exactly. And in the mid-50s created what became known as the orchestra, yeah. right? So he's tying together just about every genre of black music. I mean, that's the thing. Just taking the history of black music, going back to the earliest days of Africa, right? And presenting a new vision of where it all could go, a.k.a. Afrofuturism, right? right? You know, it's basically the diaspora Okay, what's the next frontier mm-hmm. for the African diaspora? It space. is outer space. It's space, yes. You're right. Here <laughs> we go. Space is the place. And he was, you know, pioneering the use of electronic keyboards, yeah. synthesizers, alongside of the, the lyrics, which we're just talking about this idea of, you know, space is, is the place. Some of the great collaborators, you know, John Gilmore, Marshall Allen, mm. these, these great musicians, Recorded over 100 albums, Mm -hmm. a 1,000-plus songs, as I mentioned. One of the most daunting discographies in music history, bar none. You know, I talk about uh, Sun Ra 
to my students, right? And part of the problem is after space is the place, which is right. at least is like, you know, catchy. What the heck? Where do I start? Right. Yeah. You know, and I've tried to figure that out myself over the years. Yeah. Like, is there one Sun Ra album, Professor Cott, that you would well, steer people to? Th- this is what, what prompted me to, to think about. I, I was actually asked that question the other day. So I'm, we were talking about jazz, you know, like this person I was talking to was talking about how difficult it is to for uh, this person to understand jazz and get into it yeah you know but i've heard a lot about sun ra you know sonic youth and uh, the mc5 they mm-hmm. used to name check him all the time what's the deal with this guy and i go well this guy <laughs> he's definitely worth checking out because there are some you know the guy he actually released singles you know like yeah. two minute singles that were actually pretty catchy uh, in in a way but the album that i'm going to highlight is an album called languidity from 1978 mm. This is another little tidbit about Sun Ra that I found fascinating. I don't know if you were around in 1978 watching Saturday Night Live in July of 78. With David Sanborn. But I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David <laughs> and, Sanborn, like, it wasn't Saturday Night Live. It was another music showcase. Okay, but this is this is Saturday Night Live. Okay, he did Saturday Night Live, he, too. You know, John Belushi's on the show doing skits, okay, and all of a sudden right. Sun Ra appears, mm. you know? And the orchestra. And I'm like, my mind is blown. Yeah. Like, like, wow, what is this? There are some great clips out there uh, uh, in YouTube land. Right. So he's, he plays a couple songs on Saturday Night Live and then takes the band into the studio right after Saturday Night Live. They're cooking. Mm. They are like on fire already, mm-hmm. right? They're having a great year. They're getting noticed. And anyway, goes in and records Languidity. Mm. In basically, that night. Like, that night. <laughs> And it, it's actually one of those mysterious records. It came out on a very salt, small label, mm. went out of print quickly, uh, resurfaced again, and has been reissued a couple times since then. More recently, as like a, a, a box set, which includes the entire session, mm. which is amazing. But anyway, that record, the original record, which can be found at a reasonable price, you know, in its original form, Languidity, is a great place to start. Okay. Because I think it connects Sun Ra to some of the traditions that he influenced. I mean, you can hear a lot of James Brown in this record, mm. you know. You can hear a lot of that Lee Scratch Perry influence. Miles Davis's electric period, mm-hmm. you know, uh, was an influence as well. He goes, hey, Miles can do the electric thing, I, you know, electronic rock thing. I, I can, can do, do it too. too. Yeah. And he does it really well. What a what a cooking band he's got. You know, this band was on, as I said, they were in a roll. And it's a huge band. I mean, he's got like a couple dozen players in the studio with him. So this is an incredibly diverse thing. And Sun Ra, of course, is playing everything. Organ, synthesizer, piano, vocals, bells, arp, you know, orchestra yeah, yeah. bells, you know, bells. Uh, he's mini Moog. He's, uh, he's all over the place on this record. Here's Sun Ra with Where Pathways Meet from the Languidity album in 1978 on Sound Opinions. That is a little bit of where pathways meet. If you like that, there is more of the same on that record. A great mm. way to get into the Sun Ra Orchestra. Yeah, but but be wary because you're going to have you know 999 <laughs> other albums to that's buy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> there are worse problems to have. The way I look at it, there's a Sun Ra tribute that just came out too. 
that we'll have to talk about down the line, Greg. But that's it for this bonus episode. If you've got thoughts, start a conversation in our Facebook group or leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott.